3: The Green Zone. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. We're waiting on my partner, James Salinas. He will join us shortly via Denver, Colorado, as the excitement for college basketball hits a fever pitch here in Las Vegas. We've had five conference tournaments. Here, right in fabulous Las Vegas, all week long, the buzz for college basketball, the pre party, if you will, before the big dance and the final four that will go down the first weekend in April. Down in New Orleans, the pre-party here in Las Vegas has been outstanding. We've had the WAC tournament, the Big West, the WCC, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, everybody from that conference got everything started here in Sin City. We, of course, have the Pac-12 championship going on. That final game will go down tonight at T-Mobile Arena between the top two seeds, the Arizona Wildcats and the UCLA Bruins. They are both already locked into tournament bids. A couple of the higher-ranked teams In the entire country and a good showdown in that one for the Pac-12 Conference Championship taking place again later this evening at T-Mobile Arena. We've got games just finishing up, games just tipping off, and of course, games coming up later this afternoon. Monmouth and St. Peter's, they're representing the Metro Atlantic Conference Final. The Peacocks of St. Peter's opened up as two-and-a-half-point favorites. With a total of 127, they're down to about the last minute in this contest. And right now, right on the number is St. Peter's is winning this one by just a bucket. 52 to 50, your score right now, St. Peter's leading Monmouth. Again, they went off as the favorite in this contest. And the game right now staying under the total. The total... Went off at 127, just a total of 102 points on the board right now. That is a uh, bid, uh, bid on the line there for the big dance with the winner, Going into the field of 64, St. Peter's and Monmouth, again, about a minute and 15 seconds. And take take that back. 15 seconds has expired off the clock. Now a flat minute left in this game with St. Peter's up 52-50. to 50. Memphis and SMU are just underway. This tipped about 30 minutes ago. It is the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, semifinal. The Tigers opened up as four-point favorites in this one with a total of of 141 and a half. The Mustangs of SMU, they beat Memphis twice. During the regular season, but Memphis has really gotten hot at the right time. Nine and one since the latter half of January are the Memphis Tigers. And right now they are leading the Mustangs early in this contest. 13 to 9, 10 minutes left. Halfway into the first half of basketball there in the ACC semifinal. 13 to 9, Memphis leading the Mustangs. They are five and a half point favorites in the live market. Your live total is at 127.5, and, and just getting underway here, about to start at the top of the hour, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Doesn't look like they have tipped just yet, but it is the Big 12 final, the Texas Tech Red Raiders and the Kansas Jayhawks, and this has been an interesting game. I'm actually on Texas Tech here, and I've heard uh, from some people that Kansas may be the sharp side. I, I don't really care, and, you know, you, you form your own opinion. You don't have to just always go with what is said to be per the sharp side or the public side, what have you. I just think the Red Raiders can really disrupt Kansas. And, and I also trust their their defensive ability the best defeat uh, the best defense in the entire country efficiency wise are the Texas Tech Red Raiders. I really like them as one of my teams to make it all the way to the final four, and you can get that uh, or you can get them to cut down the nets uh, rather as about uh, plus seventeen fifty or so somewhere under twenty to one Texas Tech to win it all and I think they uh, start their run here by taking the conference championship. Over Kansas today. I feel for the Jayhawks, there's that pressure of winning here and knowing that that will very likely get them a number one seed in the tournament. And I think the pressure is more on Kansas than it is on Texas Tech. Now, Texas Tech had a really close call against Oklahoma in the semifinal. Kansas had really no problem with a banged up Baylor team. A lot of people like that Baylor team, by the way, if they're able to get healthy. A little healthier for the dance. Uh, I know a lot of people are thinking Baylor has a great chance to repeat as national champions. But Texas Tech, again, surviving that game by just a point against Oklahoma on Friday night, I think maybe that could serve as a wake-up call. Nice run, by the way, in the Big 12 tournament by the Oklahoma Sooners. But uh, again, I think the pressure may be a little bit more on Kansas with that number one seed looming in the big dance, and I like Texas Tech catching a couple of points here. It's all the way up to 3.5 now. I was able to get 2.5, so again, to my point, maybe some steam there on the Jayhawks, seeing 3.5 at BetMGM in favor of the Kansas Jayhawks. They opened up as one-point favorites, so certainly they've seen some steam. Your total really remains unchanged. It opened at 134 and a half, and that's exactly what I'm seeing right now at BetMGM. We've also got a Mountain West final just tipping off here in Las Vegas. This one at the Thomas & Mack between San Diego State and Boise State. Looks like they are just getting ready to tip as we speak uh, this one uh, down the street here where they always hold the Thomas or where they always hold the mountain West at UNLV's home court San Diego State opened as two point favorites in this one and I'm not seeing what the close is it looks like they've taken it off the board here as this game has now gotten underway we'll see if we can find it here where this one closed. Pretty much two and a half, and also some threes there in the market. A three right here at Circa Sports, a couple of other threes in town, and the total actually went up a little bit, which is atypical for a San Diego State game. I was on the under the other night, when they played Colorado State, and that worked out nicely. That one stayed under the total by about 20 points or so. And I kind of had a feeling that maybe it was time to try the over with the Aztecs. If you've seen both of these games earlier in the regular season between Boise State and San Diego State, they fell well under the total. Extremely low-scoring defensive game. San Diego State, like Texas Tech, one of the best defensive teams in the entire country. Boise State swept the season series over the Aztecs, and again, San Diego State here favored in this game by 2.5 or 3 points, but I thought maybe because those first two games had gone so far under the total that this had brought this total down in this game, maybe it had affected the market too much and bettors are just simply going to the window and kind of blindly betting San Diego State to the under. It worked the other night against Colorado State, and again, that's evidence uh, for maybe this this total in this particular com- uh, conference championship game, maybe being a little bit inflated to the under or deflated, if you will, to the under. And, and I thought maybe this was the time to go over the total. And it appears some bettors are thinking like that as we opened at 116.5 for the total. And we are now at 118 as the consensus number. And even here at Circa at 118.5. Uh, that one just getting ready to tip off there at the Thomas and Mack. We'll see if there's any score in that ball game. No score just yet. Texas Southern and Alcorn State have tipped off. That is the SWAC final featuring Texas Southern and the Braves of Alcorn State. This is the two seed in Texas Southern taking on Alcorn State down in Alabama. The Tigers opened as four-point favorites here with a total of 130, and they are scoreless through about the first 30 seconds of this contest. Texas southern now a three and a half point favorite in the live market and your total has ticked down a little bit to 128 and a half memphis and smu now under 10 minutes left in the first half and the tigers still holding a sizable lead over smu up by seven right now 20 to 13 they are eight and a half point favorites in the live market your total has gone up a little to 133 and a half And now just 30 seconds left between St. Peter's and Monmouth. That is the Mac conference, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, 58 to 52. Right now, St. Peter's has extended their lead with a minute left. They had a lead by just two points now, six points, and they could be well on their way to earning a bid into the big dance. Now just 30 seconds left. In that contest, Mountain West, once again, just getting underway from the Thomas and Mack and Boise State and San Diego State scoreless as uh, we have just ticked off about 15 seconds into the game here. And now immediately the line on San Diego State has come down. Again, they closed as high as three-point favorites and now in the live market down to two and a half over the Boise State Broncos. And your total ticks down just a hair. Again, 118 at the close, 117 and a half in the live market you also have the big east final and this ought to be a good one the villanova wildcats had a very good game they had to win in comeback fashion over the Yukon Huskies to get to this final game, the conference final at Madison Square Garden, and they will take on the Blue Jays of Creighton, who really pummeled Providence in their semifinal game to get into the final against Villanova. Villanova is one of those teams that I think a lot of people see as a very dangerous team in the tournament, and they seem to have all the boxes checked as far as what a lot of people look at, including myself for what makes a strong tournament team, and and that is guard play, senior leadership, good coaching, good defense, and free throws, and there's no better team in the country at hitting free throws than the Villanova Wildcats, and it could end up being no better team in history in college basketball as far as free throw percentage than the Villanova Wildcats. They are currently six-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 128 and a half and this one will get underway in less than 20 minutes from now uh that is the big east conference final and then also in the big apple we have the acc final between the duke blue devils and the virginia tech hokies that will go down in the barclays center in brooklyn and duke is a pretty decent sized favorite in that one opening up as six point favorites against virginia tech Virginia Tech has played three games to get to this final. This will be their fourth game. This will only be Duke's third game. Duke had a real test against Syracuse. They were behind in the first half, ended up coming back to win that game. Buddy Bayheim suspended for that contest, and Syracuse put up a real effort without their star player, almost taking down Duke in that opening game. And then Duke was tested again in their next contest. And uh, it's escaping me who they played now, Miami. Miami had a lead against Duke uh, in the semifinal matchup as well on Friday night. But Duke escaped that, and they will try and turn it into an ACC championship coming up later this evening in Brooklyn. When we come back, we'll see if we can get James Salinas on board and take us through the next three hours of the Green Zone talking college football. We'll slice in a little NBA and some NFL as well and also keep our eye on the Players' Championship at TPC Socrates. Stick with us. It's-
0: at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bet365 21 plus only must be president Ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
1: is going on a road trip I thought in that moment oh my god From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: The Green Zone, right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy. For only $19, whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch. From the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today and get the betting guide, plus full access to vSIN through April the 5th. And it's only $19. You can find it at vCIN.com. Slash Madness. Brady Cannon here with you inside the green zone, waiting on my partner, James Salinas, still having some technical difficulties with my man up there in Denver, Colorado. We'll see if we can get him on board here shortly. Uh, and just all of those games that were tipping at the top of the hour, three o'clock Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, they are underway now. Boise State and San Diego State in the Mountain West Conference Championship right here in Las Vegas at the home floor of UNLV, the Runnin' Rebels building the Thomas and Mac, and Boise State, out to the early lead, eleven to nine, and they're currently on an over pace. And I was talking about that in the open. I thought this might be the time to go over on a San Diego State game because they had played two games earlier with Boise State this regular season that fell well under the total, and then you had another slow pace game with the Colorado Colorado State Rams on Thursday night. That one stayed under the total by about twenty points, so maybe it was deflating that total. For this championship game and maybe the market reacted a little bit too much to the under trend for the san diego state aztecs and i thought maybe it was a time to look at this game going over the total right now 11 to 9 boise state on top of san diego state about five minutes into this contest and your total as far as the live market has gone to 124 and a half so about six points over where it closed at 118. Also, Alcorn State and Texas Southern. They are in action uh, for the uh, that is the Southland Conference uh, championship there. And Texas Southern right now they went off as the favorite by about four points there over the Braves of Alcorn State, 10 to nine right now. Texas Southern in and in, in front, and they are four and a half point favorites. In the live market, your total at 135 and a half. The big one in the Big 12 is underway as well, Kansas and Texas Tech. And Kansas is out to just a one-point lead, 10 to 9, your score right now. The Jayhawks closed consensus two-and-a-half-point favorites. There were some threes out there. And right now in the live market, they are three-and-a-half-point favorites. And they hit a bucket there to make it 12 to 9 in favor of the Jayhawks, your total at 143 and a half. Earlier today, just finishing up as we came on the air, the Kentucky Wildcats fall to the Tennessee Volunteers. That's two losses in a row to, or to Tennessee by the Wildcats. It was once in the regular season. They split the series in the regular season, the last game being up in Knoxville, where Tennessee took that one to Kentucky, and they do so here again today in the SEC Conference Final, 69-62, to Tennessee. And that's a huge win for this team. I think a real confidence builder... Kentucky is a team, a real darling by a lot of people all over the country that they think is not only a possible national championship team, but a Final Four team for John Calipari's Wildcats. But Rick Barnes and Tennessee pulling off some really good wins. Obviously a tremendous tournament here in the SEC Conference, maybe the second best conference in all of college basketball, and the volunteers go on to win it. We'll see what kind of seed they get. I believe that they were, you know, figured on being a three- or a four-seed I don't think this gets them to a two, but probably firmly plants them on the three line for the Tennessee Volunteers. And I think that win right there in the tournament proves that this team is something to be reckoned with going forward. Monmouth and St. Peter's out of the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. It is the Peacocks of St. Peter's going on to win this one and earn a bid into the big dance. They take this one 60-54 to 54 over Monmouth. They cover as about two or two-and-a-half-point favorites Do to the Peacocks of St. Peter's. You also have a semifinal going on right now in the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, the Memphis Tigers, and the SMU Mustangs and Memphis got out to a good-sized lead in this game, but SMU has come back. It is now 26 to 24, just a two-point margin in favor of Memphis. They are three and a half point favorites in the live market, and your live total is at 136 and a half. The winner of this game will go on to face Houston, uh, who took care of business earlier today in a win by 20 points. And I have a futures ticket on the Houston Cougars. I really like their coach in Kelvin Sampson. I liked what this team did in the tournament last year. Now, they certainly had some turnover versus that team that had a great run in the dance in 2020. Uh, But this team has been doing it again this year, and I don't think they have fallen off much what they were last year. I have a futures ticket on them at 35-1. to Now, in the last week or two, maybe even a month, I was feeling a little bit down about the Houston Cougars, but for them to make it to the AAC final here, they will face, again, either Memphis or SMU in action right now, still in the first half just about three and a half minutes left in the first half in that semifinal, still 26, 24 in favor of Memphis. But uh, if Houston can win this conference championship, I really think that's a great springboard for this team to go on another run in the big dance. And you, you wonder about handicapping these teams that have won their conference tournament and how they're going to fare moving forward when we get to the NCAA tournament uh, next week. And You wonder if there's possibly going to be a letdown for some of these teams because they work so hard. Some of these teams uh, that are in action today are playing their fourth game or what have you. Is there is fatigue a factor? And then were they a favorite to win that conference tournament or were they a big underdog and they pulled off a big surprise? And does that possibly lead to a letdown? Now, it's hard to have a letdown going into the NCAA tournament, but there, there is something that could possibly be human about these teams that rise so high to win that conference tournament, and then maybe they get off to a sluggish start, maybe an opportunity to bet against those teams in the first half of that opening round matchup. So I, I think it's very interesting handicapping these conference champions in are they going to have momentum? And And I mentioned for Tennessee, it could be a real springboard for them. Uh, Because certainly they are one of the best teams in the SEC and have proven it here with the conference championship, the conference tournament win. Um, And I don't think that was a huge surprise for the Tennessee Volunteers winning that, but maybe a bigger underdog winning a conference tournament would be maybe more ripe for a letdown When they get to the dance, something certainly to think about when you're handicapping uh, the next round of college basketball, if you will, how they finished their conference tournament and where they're headed next. Let's take a look at the players championship. Oh, I mean, just a mess of a scheduling uh, debacle for the PGA Tour here with the weather that they've had in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida Uh, got started on Thursday. They had to stop play because of inclement weather. Uh, They got started again on Friday for a little bit, had to stop it once again, ended up pulling the plug on the entire day for Friday, went into Thursday, had another weather delay this morning. They're finally in action now, and the wind is blowing so hard. The 17th hole has become nearly impossible. Of course, the 17th hole, the famous Island Green there. Now, some of these players that were in the early wave on Thursday, they're just now starting to tee off now, which will begin their second round. Tommy Fleetwood is is one of those players and he is currently in the lead at seven under par. He is one under on his round through two holes today. Tom Hoagie will tee off here in about 10 minutes or so. He's in second place at six under par one shot back of Tommy Fleetwood. And that'll be 638 Eastern time when Hoagie tees off. So, probably less than a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes of daylight remaining when Hoagie indeed starts his lead. Joaquin, or starts his round. Joaquin Neiman is two shots back at five under. He's just teeing off now. Keith Mitchell, Bon Lahiri, they won't tee off until almost 7 p.m. Eastern time. Brian Harmon, Doug uh, Gim, Kramer Hickok, Harold Varner III, and Will Zalatoris, along with Sam Birds, Abraham Answer, and Taylor Penrith, all at four under par. About half of those guys are currently on the course. But you look at some of the carnage. I mean, take Bubba Watson today. He shot four under par. He still got one hole to go. He's on the 18th currently. He is three under for the tournament. But in all that wind, Bubba was absolutely an outlier. He and Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas also has a three under par round going. He is three under par for the championship. But Brooks Koepka was an example. He got his round started on Thursday and was uh, like two under through three holes. Got it to three under, I believe. He just had a hell of a time today in the wind. I saw him at nine over par. I saw him come back to eight over par. But Kepka, he indeed finished this round today. I believe he is done. Yeah, he shoots nine over par and 81 for Brooks Kepka. He will clearly miss the cut there at nine over par. And a lot of people really liked him at big odds in the neighborhood of 40 or 45 to one on Kepka to win the players' championship, which is always an attractive price no matter what. On Brooks Kepka, but that one is not going to get there. It looks like the cut line right now, it's currently at even par, but all of these players now starting their second round so late in the day, obviously that'll have to go into Sunday as well. We're looking at possibly a Monday or even Tuesday finish. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the cut landed at plus one, maybe even plus two, and we're supposed to have wind on Sunday in the Ponte Vedra Beach area as well. We'll see if we can get James Salinas around to join us on some college basketball all fun here going on in Las Vegas when we come back on the Green Zone right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with V full court bracket betting coverage starting tomorrow, Sunday, six hours of free live video streaming on vCIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VCN College Hoop experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray, will analyze every game and discuss the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSON College hoops experts tomorrow at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific and it's free right here at vcin.com brady cannon and james salinas with you inside the green zone james welcome to the program my friend i missed you for about a half hour there
4: Yes, thanks for carrying the weight of the program, getting these games tipped off. I know we just had a number of games tip off in the latter part of the afternoon or evening, depending on where you're located. So we can just jump right to some of the action that I have here. We'll start right now. I'm looking at the first game here with Boise and San Diego State, the Mountain West Conference Championship game. And I did. I took Boise State here plus the two and a half. And this was – you think about the matchups earlier this season. We know both of these teams are – they're going to check you defensively. They're very physical in the half court and it is a half court style of play that both of these teams uh, that's the, the pace of the game and the tempo that they like to play at. And if you think about the matchups earlier this season now, Boise did win both of those games against the Aztecs earlier this year but tight games, close games first game 58-57. The other game, I thought this was the halftime score Brady. The other <laughs> game, the final was 42-37. I think this total closed somewhere around 117 and a half, 118. I didn't want to get in Involved with the total here, and right now it's trending to the over at 16-15 to 15 in favor of the Aztecs halfway through the first half, but I, I just looked at Boise State, and I, I like what they do defensively out on the perimeter. I like the backcourt better than what we've seen with San Diego State, because I think with San Diego State, Matthew Bradley uh, coming over the transfer from Cal, he's really been carrying the load for the Aztecs scoring wise over the last uh, couple three weeks, but we've seen his shot production go down in this tournament. Really, the last five games he was averaging 15 shots per game and really lighten it up from outside so far in the tournament the two games in the tournament he's only taken 14 shots and just shooting 28 percent from the floor just feel like he's maybe was kind of wearing down considering all the offensive load that he had to carry for the last three weeks so i did take the number here plus two and a half with boise state yeah, I was talking
3: about going over the total in that game, James, and right now the live total is at 122.5. It was as high as 124.5, but you talked about that. What was it, 42 to 36 or something? <laughs> yes. Just ridiculous yep. games uh, that uh, Boise State and San Diego State have had during the regular season. Of course, Boise State won both, uh, both of those games. Uh, but we've also seen San Diego State continue that trend of going under the total. And I thought, finally, maybe the line came out today a little bit low in reaction to all those games going uh, under the total. And, you know, San Diego State does have some shooters, too. So if they get hot, they can certainly fill it up and put some points on the scoreboard. And uh, I'd not end up playing it. Uh, it was just when I came on the air here and I was looking at that number and it felt a little low to me. Now the in-game total up to 120 three and a half um, good one going on down in the Big 12 Conference Final, and that is between the Jayhawks of Kansas and the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. James, these are a couple of the best teams in the country, maybe the best conference in the country. Kansas, probably with a win, could get a number one seed in the big dance. The Red Raiders, who knows where they will be seated if they are to win this game, maybe even as high on the two line if the Texas Tech Red Raiders can get here. And right now, they're trailing by just a bucket, 22-20. to 20. Kansas closed as about a 2 Two and a half point favorite consensus. There was some threes out there. And right now in the live market, you can get three and a half. If you want to take a bite of Texas Tech, your total is drifting up to 145 and a half
4: thinking about this game here with Texas Tech uh, nearly blew that lead last night to Oklahoma had a significant lead in the first half and came down to the last play, missed the free throw and really kind of fortunate to survive were the Red Raiders to get past the Sooners. Uh, Much better effort in the second half from the Sooners than what we saw in the first half. But thinking about the matchups with these two teams earlier this season and it's really been a very competitive series. We know that both these teams really clearly to me are that's why there's a reason why they're in the, the, the Big 12 championship. They're the best teams in that league. And thinking about how they've matched up in particular with Bryson Williams coming over and really been sensational all season long for Texas Tech and has been great against Kansas in the two games that they've played in. And and I think here, not only with Bryson Williams and his level of play for Texas Tech, but I my, my question here, and I didn't get involved with this, Brady, because I, I was making a case for both sides here. I didn't know where to go with this total. And I wanted to see from a defensive standpoint, Point, how is Texas Tech going to go in, and guard o, 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 uh, OG Albagi? I mean, he has been sensational against the, the Red Raiders so far this season. He had 61 points in the two games leading up to this contest here and was 13 from 21 from three-point land. I always wanted to see how are they going to play him out on the perimeter. Would feel like you've got to put you you really shouldn't be helping off of him. You should be tight to him. You should be in a deny position. Do not let him get the basketball. Rotate a number of fresh bodies and then on the other side, were they going to make Abaji work defensively? Run him into a number of off-ball screens. Make him have to work and expend some energy on the defensive side so that's something to keep an eye on i don't have a bet on this game but i wanted to see how texas tech was going to try to contain abaji in this game and we'll see where we stand as a live line or we got about 10 minutes before the halftime line.
3: well the kansas jayhawks have just hit a pair of foul shots to extend their lead to four points now 24 to 20 they lead texas tech and they have moved to four and a half point favorites in the live market your total at 143 and a half, I did play Texas Tech catching the points here, and you talked about that game against Oklahoma, James. Really had a scare there. You're right. Yes. I, I think they were, you know, typically uh, for the first half and what have you, leading by seven or eight points, a fairly comfortable lead over Oklahoma. It ends up being a one-point game, and I thought maybe that would be a little bit of a wake-up call. You know, for me, this is uh, certainly a top 15, if not a top 10 team in the country, and when you have a close shave like that, Uh, Maybe they were looking ahead a little bit to the conference final, uh, and and I thought maybe that would be a good wake-up call and they would respond. Not the case so far as they are trailing by four. That is outside of the number, again, depending on when you got it, if you're on Texas Tech at two-and-a-half or three. Memphis and SMU, good game here in the AAC, James. The Mustangs uh, trailing Memphis right now by six points, 32-26, to and the Tigers five-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market market your total at 132 and a half and memphis has really been red hot since late january nine and one are the tigers coming into this game today and the winner of this one james will face the houston cougars who just pounded Tulane in the other semifinal earlier today by 20 points 86 to 66 so it'll be houston in the aac final against the winner of this one and right now memphis in control
4: yeah, I didn't get a I didn't get involved with this game here either. Just sometimes when you know who your opponent is gonna be, and in this case Memphis, knowing it's going to be Houston. Yeah, sometimes we could see them kind of look ahead a little bit and maybe not give as as competitive an effort as they should. Kind of saw that last night with North Carolina potentially looking ahead to the ACC championship against Duke, which is going to go tonight. Well, North Carolina did not bring the effort. Virginia Tech did. And so sometimes they'll take those as a lesson like, well, I think here because they know their opponent potentially looking ahead, I'll stay away from that. But you mentioned – how well Memphis that Memphis has played over the last month or so. And it's kind of interesting to think that it kind of coincides the streak that they've had with Imani Bates being on the sideline due to injury. He's been out for quite a while. And that's really when we've seen Memphis kind of take charge. And I think potentially it helps. They're, They're much better defensively, in my opinion, without Bates, on the floor, and he kind of becomes a ball stopper when he's out there. And it's just interesting. We know basketball is a very fluid game, and you've got to have chemistry and motion going on out there. And we've seen that from Memphis once Bates left the floor and was out of the lineup for the Tigers. It just seems like much more flow on both sides of the ball. But what I was really impressed with, in particular last week when they beat Houston as handily as they did, uh, the, the ball pressure that they were able to put out there and pick up – they were picking up 55. It was full-court defense on the Houston Cougars and created a lot of transition, a lot of turnovers, a lot of easy baskets and live ball turnovers turned into easy baskets baskets for Memphis. We know when that team gets out and gets in transition, especially off of live ball turnovers, they're as good as any team in the country to be able to finish.
3: James, real quick here, just now tipping off in Madison Square Garden, the Big East final between the Villanova Wildcats and the Blue Jays of Creighton. Creighton got here with a pounding of Providence on Friday. Villanova had to come from behind to get past the Huskies of UConn. And the Wildcats opened up as six-point favorites here in this one with a total of of 129 and a half. There's been a little money on the under. It's down to 128 and a half and a little bit of money on Villanova as they have ticked
4: up to six and a half point favorites. The total is where I went with this one, and I did get it at 128 and a half. I played the under here. Think about Villanova, and I love Villanova, and it's a team I just don't want to go against. I love Coach Jay Wright. They love the toughness, and the they we talk about a team with chemistry and mental toughness. Villanova is the the poster child for that. They are they, it's such a tremendous team from that standpoint. Very physical team, but they've come off of two back-to-back, high-intensity, and incredibly physical games. And I just think here they're not a deep team. That's the one downfall with this Nova Wildcats team is they just really go seven deep, sometimes six deep, I think, is what Wright really trusts off the bench. Now you're going to play a Creighton team that has actually defensively gotten better with point guard Ryan Nephart out of the floor. They're kind of bigger. I think this is going to be a really tight matchup here in the half-court set. Under 128.5 was my play.
3: San Diego State up on Boise State 20-19. No
2: score between Creighton and Villanova just underway. We'll be back with Aaron Torres.
3: College basketball season is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert and watch all your favorite games. Or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. Zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to fivehourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. With flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry blue, raspberry, and more, there is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy to Welcome back to the Green Zone. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you and we want to welcome in a guest to the program. Aaron Torres now joins us. He's a college basketball analyst for Fox Sports and you can follow him on Twitter. At Aaron, underscore Torres. Aaron, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we're here in Las Vegas where we have five conference tournaments going on the past week or so, and the buzz is real. College basketball, the pre-party, if you will, these conference tournament championships, really setting a nice table for the NCAA tournament coming up next week. What have you been able to take away all week long, some of these conference tournaments? Have there been some teams that have surprised you or disappointed you as we make our way into next week's madness?
6: Well, it's actually funny. Um, I usually come out to Vegas this time of year for the exact same reason that you mentioned. Uh, you know, I argue I think this week is more fun than next week. I mean, you got you know great teams playing two, three, four times. They're playing conference games against teams that know each other. And, you know, if you're just going out to the sports book, it's just a fun place to hang all day. And, you know, you don't have to worry about is uh, Gonzaga going to cover as a 28 point favorite like you do uh, next you know, Thursday, Friday or whatever. Um, But but what's interesting was I didn't come this year and I feel like I've been able to get a better feel for everybody because I'm not in an arena in a sports book, whatever. And, you know, I, I don't know that there's anything like super important to take away. It's funny, like we got three or four games on right now, and I'm kind of just flipping through them because it's the third time in three days I've seen Kansas. It's the third time in three days that I've seen Texas Tech, Villanova, whoever. What I would just say in general, I think a couple teams that have impressed me, uh, Indiana doing what they've done the last three days, I believe they've punched their ticket. Uh, Memphis is playing its best basketball at any point under Penny Hardaway, and I think they're probably going to end up, especially if they win their conference tournament on a seven, eight, nine seed line and just be an absolute terror for somebody to have to play in round one, maybe even round two. So those are a couple teams that kind of stand out, but I just think overall, the basketball has been really fun. Uh, It goes without saying great having fans in the stands and these conference tournaments have been awesome. They really have been.
4: Aaron, thinking about another team that's impressed me, and then I've been able to, to cash a couple tickets on the first couple weeks or the first couple games in the SEC tournament, and is moving forward to go play the Volunteers in the SEC championship game tomorrow is Texas A&M and Buzz Williams team, and I think you know the, this team started off pretty hot, 15 and two, then had an eight game losing streak, and I think they kind of got humbled and they learned a lot about themselves, and I've just been really impressed with the energy, the effort, the competitiveness of this team. How do you see this team not only going into the sec championship game tomorrow against tennessee but the way that they match up and how difficult how kind of interchangeable a lot of their players are out on the perimeter uh, how do you see this team uh, making a little bit of a run come the dance next week
6: well, it's interesting you know, I, I, you know, one um, I'm with you, they played really well. They won five of their last six in the regular season. So the offense kind of came around those last few games. It was, it's always been a great defensive program, but I just think it speaks to buzz Williams, man. I mean, you know, if, if I know you guys follow the sport, but for people who don't follow it religiously was that Marquette, goes to two sweet 16s in an elite eight. They haven't been back. They haven't won an NCAA tournament game since he left. And then what he did at Virginia Tech, I just think is is really, frankly, underappreciated. they had basically been to one NCAA tournament in about 20 years since before he got there. He goes to three straight at Virginia Tech. So it was only a matter of if he w- it was a matter of when he was going to find his groove at AM, not if last year, I, you know, I know some stuff that went on in that program, just COVID wreaked havoc. They had a huge shutdown. There were weather issues in Texas that canceled a few games, ice storms, things of that nature. They never got into a rhythm last year. This year it took them a little bit of while. But, you know, what I would say about them is one, I, I think they got a puncher's chance against Tennessee tomorrow. Tennessee's playing really well as well. But I also think more importantly, is the point that you just made is that once they get to an NCAA tournament, they have the intangibles that you need to win, which is really defense. They value the basketball. They play hard. I mean, those are things that translate once you get into the NCAA tournament. So I'm not enough of a bracketologist to know if they are in, if they lose tomorrow. I think they should be. Um, But if they do get in, man, that's another one. Like it goes without saying, you you, end the regular season SEC tournament, definitely not a team that you want to see because they're playing just so, so well right now.
3: Aaron, let's flip over to the Tennessee side. If they do go on to win the conference tournament against Texas A&M on Sunday, couple questions for you. What do you think of this team's chances? It seems like they're kind of that next tier below Kentucky, even though they've beaten them two out of three times this season. I don't know if a lot of people categorize them with the Villanovas and the Arizonas. Kind of that next tier down is Tennessee, but a couple of great wins, obviously, today over the Wildcats. If they go on to win this conference tournament, can they get as high as a two seed? And secondly, what do you think their chances are going forward?
6: Yeah, guys, you know, I, I, I'm not enough of a bracketologist. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, I try to look at the resumes for the one seeds and for the bubble teams. And, and I feel awful because all these fan bases ask me like, Hey, if my team does this, what does it mean for that? And I'm not smart enough to know what it means for, uh, you know, bracketing is, is concerned, but it's funny. Uh, you know, I have a lot of Tennessee fans that have reached out to me in the last couple of days. I think this team is maybe the best team that Rick Barnes has had in terms of being built to win in the NCAA tournament. Do years ago, they got to number one in the country with Grant Williams, who's now with the, uh, with the Boston Celtics uh, and a couple other guys. But I feel like this team is better built to win in the tournament because of the same thing I just said about Texas A&M. They play really good defense. They have really good guard play. We've seen kind of the two point guards, the Kai Ziegler and Kennedy Chandler. Um, So to me, they're just a team that's built for what you need to do to have success in March. I'm always hesitant to put a, you know, final four this or elite eight that or sweet sixteen that without seeing a bracket. But when you just look at how they play, and what history tells us about what you need to do in March, they check an awful lot of boxes.
4: Aaron, let's talk about a couple games going to tip off tonight. Whether it be thinking about the, the ACC championship with Duke and Virginia Tech. Right now, I see the the money is moving on Duke. Now it's six and a half total is one thirty six and a half. How do you like Duke's chances in this game here? I was really impressed with Virginia Tech yesterday. Their ability to spread the floor against North Carolina, pull out North Carolina's bigs. And I think what we've seen from Duke is this is a team that is not very cohesive on the defensive side. To me, they're a bit lazy of how they defend the perimeter in particular, the ball screens. I think Virginia Tech has an opportunity here plus the six or six and a half. How do you see this game going down?
6: Yeah, same. You know, first of all, you just look at Duke's overall resume and they have some great wins. They beat Gonzaga on a neutral court at T-Mobile Center. I was actually at that game. Um, you know, they took care of Kentucky, the opening night of the season. But there's also some holes. And, like, you know, people might look at their win-loss record and say, how are they not uh, in consideration for a one seed or whatever? Um, you know, they lost to Virginia, who's probably not going to make the tournament at home. They lost on the road to Florida State, who's not going to make the NCAA tournament. And that's kind of been my concern with them really all year, is they just, they, they have these these fleeting moments where they look like they're as good as anybody, but then they have much more, uh, you know, uh, you know, bigger stretches where they just kind of let, bad teams stay in games. And I'm not saying by the way, that Virginia tech is bad. Um, but Syracuse without buddy Beheim the other day was in at the whole game, Miami, a team that beat Duke earlier this year at Duke. You think there'd be a little bit of a revenge factor there. Miami was in that game all night last night. So whether it's tonight, whether it's for next week, I'm a little bit of a seller on Duke. I think they probably have the most talented starting five in college basketball, but uh, you know, it's a cliche, but you are what you are at this point. And I look at them as a team that sloppy, you know, uh, uh, long stretches where I don't know if disinterested is the word or lack of focus or what you want to call it, but I'm a little bit of a seller on Duke. And oh, by the way, the worst ACC that I've ever seen certainly didn't help him. You know, the ACC, I think uh, if Virginia Tech wins, it changes the narrative a little bit. Maybe it doesn't, but not very many high seeds. I don't know if, if it's four, if it's five, if it's three. But not very many good teams in that conference this year. And I think it's hurt, Duke. I think it really has.
3: Aaron, just about 30 seconds left. Want to get your opinion on the one tipping off here at T-Mobile, the Pac-12 championship between a couple of top-ranked teams in the country, the UCLA Bruins and the Arizona Wildcats. UCLA actually opened up as a one-point favorite, but it's flipped. Now Arizona as high as a two-point favorite. How do you see this one playing out?
6: Yeah, I just don't think there's some guys that we all have to kind of sit out or or kind of admit we don't really have a strong opinion on. That's me on this one. I mean, you know, you can bet Arizona, you can bet UCLA, you do what you want with your money. I just don't feel strong about either side. Obviously, Arizona is going to be without their starting point guard. These teams split in the regular season. I do think Arizona gives UCLA some matchup problems, but without their starting point guard, I just don't know how you can comfortably back them.
3: All right, my friend. Great stuff. Enjoy as the madness continues, Aaron, and we'll talk to you maybe down the road uh, as we go through the tournament. Sounds good. Anytime you guys need me. Thank you. All right. Terrific stuff. Aaron Torres of Fox Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Some games currently in action right now. Of course, we have the Big 12 championship going on between the Kansas Jayhawks and the Red Raiders at Texas Tech. Right now, a two-point advantage for Kansas, 33-31. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites in the live market. Memphis and SMU, they are underway in the second half, an eight-point advantage for the Tigers, 40-32, leading the Mustangs. We'll be right back with more of the Green Zone. Keep it here at vcin the Sports Betting Network work.